0: Welcome, welcome. You're listening to our podcast, Two Massage Therapists in a Microphone. My name is Mark. I'm a registered massage therapist, registered kinesiologist here in Toronto, Ontario, Canada. We've got a real cool guest sitting on our couch. We're not using your name. What, what name are we using?
1: Lily is her name.
0: Maybe it is. Maybe it isn't. Your name's not Lily, but <laughs> let's keep it that way because we, we might talk about some stuff that you don't want people to know who you are. <laughs> That's well, always it's, a good thing. It's
1: because we're doing a good old-fashioned unprofessional hour. We've, we have we say that we've, we've all the time. you. No, this time it's happening. And then we've sometimes heard it, you, it ends up. Not We've listened. We're going to do it. Uh, we, Mark, and I recently um, were invited back to speak in a class at Sutherland Chan, and the unprofessional hour came up, and it comes up all the time. People are always saying they want more of it, and so, you know, we're going to give it the good old college try today. Cool. So then, this, <laughs> will, this, do this. this will be
0: the the finale of our season four. <gasps> This will be the last one that we put out for 2021. Dun, How about that? Dun, Let's just dun. do that. We don't really have many fucking plans when we do this <laughs> shit at all. So it just feels right that we'll put this out as the finale.
1: Yes. Well, hey, everyone. It's Amanda. And we are doing it on Professional Hour today with our guest, Lily. And uh, Lily is a colleague that we've, we've known for a couple of years. Um, she's taken some courses with us. We've hung out. And um, she recently came into the office and was telling us some stories. And Mark and I were saying, Let's record this. Let's record this. Let's record this. You were saying that
0: I never do that stuff. (laughs) You're such a liar. You're
1: such a liar.
0: Lily, do I look like I'm a liar?
1: No. (laughs) (laughs) That was a long ass pause. (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> it wasn't very fucking convincing, by the way. <laughs> Unbelievable. Unbelievable.
1: Unbelievable. Anyway, so um, anyway, Lily did agree to do it and came back, and we're going to tell some fun stories today. So before we start, um, Lily, maybe some background on you, how long you've been a therapist, uh, what type of practice you have, the how the many tattoos you, you have, and how many tattoos you have.
2: <laughs> uh, hey, guys, I'm Lily. I've been in practice for about four and a half years. Before
0: now. you continue, does it feel comfortable saying Lily? Or you're like, I got to think about it.
2: Well, now that I know my name's Lily, (laughs) better.
0: (laughs) All right, cool. Sorry about that. You've been in practice for four years?
2: Yeah, four and a half years. Uh, I love my job. I currently work in a gym. I'm kind of a solo practitioner right now, which is awesome. And how many tattoos do I have? Too many to count. Really? Uh, A whole arm and a whole leg.
0: When you did the arm... Was your arm like a a sleeve design or was it just stuff that you just started planting on your arm just randomly and it turned out to be like a full sleeve?
2: It was designed as a sleeve and then I added on my hand and my shoulder, a a piece of my neck. Nice. Yeah.
0: Two things. So before we end up, now I'll come back to the tattoo thing. You said you love your job. Were there any moments when you hated your job? just out of curiosity.
2: Oh, yes. There were a few moments I hated my job, which uh, we'll talk about today. <laughs> Absolutely. Sounds good. Sounds good. I
1: do have to throw in here because Lily and I were chatting off mic um, about our mutual hatred slash fear of needles. And it's funny because both but of us have both, both of us have tattoos. And but it's different. It's, it's not a it's needle so going different. into your body. It is so different. It's just and a needle
0: scraping up your skin. <laughs> exactly.
1: And that's why I wanted to say to you, do, do people ever like look at you kind of funny when you say that you're afraid of needles and you've got tattoos all over? Because I get it constantly. Uh,
2: yeah, yeah. People definitely give me funny looks. But like Mark said, it's a different kind of needle. Do you a like different the,
0: sensation. Do you like the sensation of getting t- I enjoy the sensation of getting tattooed. I
2: do. I find it quite therapeutic, actually. Yeah, It becomes relaxing after a while.
0: I don't find it uncomfortable, but I, I also enjoy that sensation. I also enjoy a, m- a minor discomfort when I'm doing stuff. Like So for example, I love getting skin rolled. Skin roll me all day long, skin roll me in the most uncomfortable places I, I I enjoy the skin roll, but I do want to know about the tattoos. Were you ever apprehensive about that because of the work and possibly people looking at you going, hmm i don't know because tattoos are a thing now. How long have you had yours for a long time or they really um, took six years without ever consideration because we have a lot of, especially on the hands right because there's a lot of tattoo artists that won 't even do like anything that's that's visible, that, that you can't hide in clothes. Like, I know a guy's a tattoo artist. He's like, I won't do hands. I won't do hands. I won't do necks. I won't do anything that someone just ultimately can't hide at some point if they, you know, that wasn't reasonable for them to hide.
2: Uh- um, it, it definitely was a consideration when I was a new grad. Um, but afterwards, I didn't really think about it. I mean, I obviously built my tattoos in pieces and clients responded positively to them. So cool. I kept going. Right I think there's, Most don't care there's
1: more acceptance now. Yeah, like we've talked about this before. I've got a doctor that a, I take my kids to. There's still an
0: old school thought about all of it. There it's is, unprofessional. There
1: is. Hide your tattoo, But I can imagine blah, 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 that Lily... Like us, doesn't treat those people. Those yeah, are not the people true. that are attracted to her practice. Those are the people that are feeling
0: tattoos are for for criminals, outlaws, and uh, and out, outlaws, outlaws. <laughs>
1: bandits, <laughs> scallywags. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we got a whole bunch of rebels in this room. Amen. Can you parts tell? Of the world
0: is probably still like that. I don't know.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, so let's let's start at the beginning. Then you know, I I mean, Mark kind of. Um, already asked you any any areas where you hated your job, but we'll get to that. Let's start with school, since we always start with school. How did you find school? Um, I loved school. Uh,
2: I went to Centennial College. Um, I had a very difficult time in high school. I'm not someone who likes to sit for eight hours a day, so going to Centennial and doing everything hands-on was awesome.
1: Did you find it difficult? no. Really?
2: I found that there were some challenges mostly with my confidence and speaking in front of my professors and things like that. But when it comes to science, I think my brain is definitely a science brain and it just made
1: sense. Awesome.
2: How about student clinic? Um, I definitely had to build confidence there. Um, Speaking to clients and not really knowing what I'm talking about uh, was a little difficult. But by year three, I was like, I felt like I was already part of the profession.
0: You bring up a good point because when you're in student clinic and you're a student, you don't know anything. Do you feel like you're bullshitting? Or do, like, like do, do students. His syndrome. Well, yeah, because I'm trying to I'm trying to think back when I was a student, but I was also a little different because I had I had a lot of experience in rehabilitation before I even went to massage school. But I'm also thinking that a bunch of people that I went to school with, I'm trying to remember what they did in student clinic. Were they like, hey man, I I I'll, I'll go with what I know and I'll tell you what I know, and anything that I don't know, I'll be very upfront and be like, I don't know this. I'll have to go get my clinic supervisor and find out. Or if there was a whole bunch of people that just bullshitted, <laughs> you know what I mean? And I have a feeling there was a whole bunch of people that just bullshitted. There's
1: probably a common of both. And I don't even know Someone if it's it
0: like, don't know.
1: Well, I don't know if bullshit is even the right word because I know, especially when you're young, I'm not saying this can't happen when you're older, but I know a lot of young people, like you know, you hear those jokes where it's like somebody who's done one semester of like psych in university suddenly thinks they're a psychologist. Yeah. I saw it happen like even with my own sibling. Um you know, as soon as he got to university, he started learning things. I'm like, oh, suddenly you know fucking everything, eh? <laughs> like, I feel like there was probably people in student clinic that at least had the mentality of like, well, I've done, you know, X amount of subjects in massage school. I know this anatomy. I know these assessments. I know this. So therefore, I know more than you. So there's some sort of authority that's already established there. Then there was probably people like Lily who were like, I clearly know that I don't fucking know enough.
0: <laughs> were you comfortable in in vocalizing like i don't, i really don't know
1: um me
2: vocalizing that came when i was more confident
0: yeah because that's something that happens easy as a therapist i feel like that's easier as a as a licensed therapist to be like you know what i'm not quite sure I don't, I, I'm not quite sure what's going on with you or I'm not quite sure if this is gonna work or I, I, you know, I, I might not even have the answers to your questions. But I feel like as a student in student clinic, I feel like there's a little bit of something else that happens.
1: Yeah, because that comes with confidence. But I, I know that when I was a clinic supervisor, there were plenty of students that had no problem coming out of their little cubicles and calling me in because they didn't know something. And that's what student clinic is there for, right? I don't know this. You're not supposed to know everything. You're a student, you're still learning the People that are coming in are paying what 30 bucks for a treatment, they should expect that you don't know everything you know, and you're gonna have is, to pull the insurance. If you're a student in.
0: that's not really strong as a student, and then you don't even know what you're supposed to know, <laughs> 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 then you're like, Am I supposed to know this? <laughs> I could see how that would be a little bit of a disaster. But uh, I remember
1: going to student clinic as a like a client. Um, I was working at the school. This was prior to me even being a massage student. And so I booked an appointment with one of the student therapists. And she was doing, like, for me as the outsider at this point before, because I hadn't started school yet, what she was doing to me felt like so right. Like it seemed so professional. You know, she did like all these range of motion assessments and she's doing passive range of motion and she's doing active. Like she went through every single step. And I was like, This is impressive. Like, you know, she just started student clinic. It looks like she knows a lot. And I bet because I did have some sort of knowledge, right? I bet there's tons of members of the general public that go in and they're like, these students are killing it because she impressed me. And I do happen to know that she wasn't like the top student. She did struggle through school, but... She had enough confidence in clinic to be like, okay, I know that I have to start with range of motion. I know that I have to start with a postural assessment. And she just, she did everything. And then I got on the table, she gave me a massage. I wasn't somebody who got a lot of massages. So I was like, yeah, this is good.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so school was good. You like school. Why a, a community college versus a private school?
1: Um, I was already
2: enrolled in Centennial College. I actually started off as a paramedic student. Mm-hmm. Um, but I didn't want that life. It was too stressful for me. So I just reapplied to all the science programs and the massage therapy program kept calling me and asking me to accept their offer. So I said, mm-hmm. fine.
0: So how far? <laughs> f- I didn't f- choose
1: massage. Massage uh, chose me. <laughs> how, f- how
0: far into the paramedic program were you?
2: Uh, I was about a year. What
0: made you want to do that in the first
2: place? Um, I s- always saw a paramedics as kind of superheroes. I mean, I've always liked helping people and they were like the ultimate guys. When you're in trouble, you call them. And I just wanted to be a superhero, I guess. We
0: had someone that was a paramedic. Yes, we did. On recently. Tracy. She's she's funny as fuck (laughs) because we realized that you probably have to be as part of that job just to not be able to take life as serious because you always see the shittiest stuff. But then she also made the job sound like, you know, basically all I do is uh, take people to the hospital. All I do is like pick people up and take them to the ER.
1: Well, I guess after a while working in that, that might be what it feels like. Like she yeah, might yeah, not yeah. have seen herself as a superhero, but I'm sure if she actually recounted the number of times she did CPR or, right, you know, right. actually save someone's life, she was saving people's lives and she did it for what, 20 years or something, yeah, almost something like 20 that. years. So, but she said similar to what you did, the reason she got out of it was the life was way too stressful and she kind of knew it within her first what she say like year two years in she knew this is not for me but
0: the money was too good
1: but the money was good and she stayed yeah. and now she's a massage therapist so apparently this is like a, a normal <laughs> jump to do nice, nice, nice. <laughs> once you got out of school and you were in practice um since this is an unprofessional hour i'm going to jump right in what was the very first thing that happened outside of school that really like Sort of threw you off, like took you back, something you were not expecting. And possibly didn't know how to handle.
2: Uh, It was actually during my week of interviews. I did 10 interviews in five days. And this was a clinic somewhere downtown. I want to say Bay and Bloor. And it was a team of all males. It was interdisciplinary. So they were looking for a female therapist. Mm -mm. In my interview, the interviewer kept looking down my shirt, which was not low cut, but I'm a shorter person. So... That made me very uncomfortable as a
1: young 23-year-old. I mean, that would make anyone uncomfortable, but uh, what was the, not that it matters, what was the designation of the person that was interviewing you? I believe he was a physio. Oh. All right, creepy physio dude. <laughs> so it was that obvious that he was just gazing down your shirt. Did he say anything inappropriate? Were you getting any other weird vibes from him? He He asked if I wanted to do a hands-on interview, but he
2: also exaggerated that it wasn't necessary for me to get the job. So I found that a little strange. All the under other interviews, they either wanted a hands-on interview or, or they not. didn't. Yeah, but he was kind of like, yeah, if you're comfortable, if you want to. So,
0: what do you think? You what do you think he was getting out there? No
2: Maybe idea. he just like, wanted a like, massage from her.
0: But he's giving her the option. You don't have to if you don't want to. So, is he implying like, I like looking down your shirt, so you got this job regardless? Like that's what that's what I read off of this.
2: Um, at the time, it did seem like that to me. Mm. Wow,
0: it's creepy, man.
2: Like, did you call him out on it? I didn't because I was shy.
0: In your brand, in your brand. <laughs> And you're in an interview, and sometimes I imagine that happens. There's people that that have clients that do the weirdest shit you know when they're right on the table and you in retrospect you're like I wish I called that person out Absolutely. but you're just in so much fucking shock you don't. You remind me of a story that uh, because because of the location we have a colleague and this person's actually a former student of mine who was working in that same area and she was working with a physio and they often used to do exchanges and he was quite inappropriate with her all the time so like he would do an exchange with her and uh, she would leave the room for him to get undressed and go onto the table and all the rest of it. She'd knock on the door he'd be just like standing in the middle of the room in his in his tidy whities you know just waiting for her to walk in that kind of stuff one time she was telling me that he was doing acupuncture on on her on her lower back and gluteal region so he had to pull her pants down a little bit I guess the the superior portion of the gluteal cleft was exposed right so you know a little bit of butt crack which is understandable because I go to a chiropractor and when I used to go to a physio and stuff and they used to do stuff in my gluteals because you're not disrobing so it's just kind of pull your clothes down a little unbuckle and pull down a little bit right She's lying face down and she's like, Did you just fucking bite me? Like she felt like he bit her fucking ass.
1: Did she report him? No. Uh.
0: She's lying face down on the table. She's lying prone. And she's like, What the fuck is this? She turns around and he's like smiling. She's like, Did you just fucking bite my ass? He's like, <laughs> <laughs> should you not?
1: I feel like after the first inappropriate move that he ever made, the exchanges probably would have stopped. But as you said, that's probably easy for her to think about now in retrospect. But it really fucking grosses me out when I hear this coming from other practitioners who do body work. Like, it's bad enough that RMTs have to deal with inappropriate advances from clients, but from other professionals who should fucking know better. Like, physio creep that was looking down Lily's shirt, if you're listening... You're a douche. Mm. <laughs> There's no better word for you right now. All right. So that we're off to a good start there. Um, obviously, <laughs> you didn't take that job. So when you did finally settle job. You were a offered clinic, the job, though. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, he liked looking down her shirt. Mm. Unbelievable. <laughs> when you did finally settle into a job, I assume you chose a clinic where they were uh, professional in the interview once you started working there, uh, did the clinic meet your expectations or did things change around as they do? So when I started working, I accepted two jobs
2: and I worked at both clinics part time. They were both very different. Both were professional. Um, however, one that I worked at less often, it was in the Davisville area. The owner of the clinic was very critical um, of me, which really, really fucked with my confidence. Critical how? Um, With how I made the table, with where I kept the lotion bottle, with how I did my assessments.
0: Like a, like a micromanage situation.
2: Yeah, this mm. was all after she had done my interview. I did do a hands-on interview with her and she liked my treatment style. Um, but the critiques only came a few months after I started working for her.
1: And was she a massage therapist as well? She was. Okay.
0: Why two different places to start? Is it to have exposure to different environments? Like, in in other words, if one of these places had offered you full-time work, I don't know if they did or didn't, but they said, hey, you can spend all your days here and you can be busy here, would you have chosen just one? Or would you have been like, no, 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 I want the variety of, of, of not being in the same place the whole time?
2: Initially, I did want the variety. Just, yeah, the exposure like you said different types of people obviously in different areas in toronto you get different kinds of clientele so i wanted that
0: i think if i wasn't working for myself like when I say working for myself, not being an independent contractor, but having my own fucking place, whether it is what we have here, which is ours, or if it's a mobile business, I think if I not when I think when I look back at when I used to work for other people, I never wanted to be in one spot all all at the same time. I would that would make me lose my fucking mind. I've got a five year expiration date anyway. <laughs> being in any particular place, even if it's part time, I'll just go crazy after five years. And then so most times I, I get out. Of, I get out at the like the four and a half year mark, right? before I lose my mind but I definitely would not be able to be in the same place in the same building the same walls the same fucking people day in day out day in day out. no matter how much I liked see, it see and I, would, I loved it I couldn't do this. I have I always been
1: like the one trick pony <laughs> I had one clinic in the Davisville area that I was at for five years
0: but that was yours you were renting the space you came and left no, as you please. know but I, I right? did it's and different I did when I did and I did you're on it, a though. schedule and shit you but
1: know? if you recall although technically that was what was supposed to be happening the clinic owner once i started working there you know she'd slide things in like hey can you do this hey can you do-? but i just i i liked the environment i liked the people i worked with i loved my clients so i was happy for that to be like my only thing. Although I'm, as I'm saying this, I'm realizing I'm lying a little bit because while I was there, I did take on some corporate contracts. I did start supervising student clinics. So, I mean, I guess I had a need to do other things. Um, But then when I, I started renting at that clinic here in Scarborough, I was so happy just to go to that same place four days a week, see the same people. Like I built, I built good friendships and I'm still, you know, in contact with some of those people. i I don't know.
0: Are you right now at one one single place?
1: One single place,
2: yeah. Do you like that? I do because I'm renting the space, so I have total control over
0: everything. If you weren't renting, you're on a split. So can you make your own schedule and stuff, like completely open to you? Exactly, You can do whatever you want, whatever you want, treat however you want, do anything you want, come and go as you please, that type of thing? Yeah, exactly. Yeah? If it wasn't like that, how would you feel, though? Because that's a, That's the sweet spot, I feel. That's
1: true. Even as I'm listening to you say that, I'm understanding what you meant a little more. Because even at that clinic in Scarborough, I had complete control of everything. Exactly. My hours. You can my, still my, I, I was renting a room, right? So
0: you can come and go as you please. Yeah. You're not there on someone else's schedule. I can't operate like that. I don't know. I don't know how people do, to be honest with you. It's a different person than me, I guess.
2: Well, I think the thing that really drew me to massage therapy is knowing that I didn't necessarily have to have a boss or someone telling me what to do, Mm. which I don't do well
1: with authority.
2: Why not? I don't know. Were you always defiant? Yeah. Yeah.
1: i find lily to be a very fascinating human being Why? she seems so sweet and quiet and which she's
0: mad she gets mad and then
1: you know like right now you're in sweats like we all are so i can't you can't see that you're like covered in tattoos and i'm hearing these things from you like you know that you're defiant and you don't like authority and i'm like but you just look like you'd be like okay yes ma'am don't underestimate the small quiet what, people what about what
0: about authority though i'm I'm curious, like what about like i i I just don't like being told what to do yeah I, I guess don't I'm, like being
2: told I'm the same care. I don't like the power differential um I can work with authority right. if they're respectful. I have
0: a hard time even working with authority. I don't like being told what to do i don't like I don't like not being able to pursue my own ideas without having to run it by people. And having their approval before I can even do something, like, I I just can't. Even having even having partners, I find it difficult. Like our business here is okay because we we're married, we get along. Blah 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 blah. We don't uh, we. We pretty much both have free reign to do whatever we want. Like, it's not like Amanda ever has to be like, are you okay if I do this with whatever part of the business? I'd be like, do whatever the fuck you want. I don't fucking care, right? As long as things work out good, then you don't, uh, you don't have to answer to me and I don't have to answer to her. But we're working on a project with, with, with some other people. And I'm not going to lie. I'm finding it, uh, it's not difficult it's enjoyable. I like the creative aspect of having other people to bounce things off of, but I also am not used to moving at a, at a different pace because it involves other people.
1: It's definitely slowed things down. We we have to have a million meetings a week and, you know, like, okay, let's re reconvene on this day to discuss what we've done. And, you know, if it was like Mark said, when it's just the two of us doing stuff, we just, we just do it.
0: So that's one of the reasons why I, I can't, I can't even deal with, not I can't even deal with partners, but it's, I find it difficult or more difficult to challenging. Let's call it challenging. I find it challenging to deal with partners. So having someone that actually has authority over you, like partners, we're all kind of equal in this, in the stake here. But when I have someone that's, that's like, you know, in a power position, I definitely can't do it. Maybe I got power control issues maybe yeah
1: you know on a non-business like right related now. note you know as mark was saying the two of us we work well together we're married but you know what i find interesting about you saying you hate having to run things by people even yeah. stuff he doesn't have to run by me like i'm talking I'm, I'm not talking business i'm talking you know if after work he wants to go do something versus coming home yes i mean it's just common courtesy to like tell your partner if I you're not coming like home but courteous. he always asks me like are you okay with this are you cool with this is this okay with you because and there's certain things where i'm like you don't have to ask me i'll tell you why i'll tell you you why (laughs) i do it i'll
0: tell you why i do it and maybe this will make sense in someone's mind there's nothing that i ever really really want to do right there's things that i do throughout my day and when i'm when i'm into leisure time there's nothing there that's ever pressing that I'm like, I actually really, 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 really want to do this. It's always just kind of like thought. And if I do it, then cool. And if I don't, no big deal. So then I always just run a buyer. It's like, I'm thinking about doing this. I, I don't feel like I have to, if I don't do it, I don't care. But if I decide like, this is something I want to do, am I missing out on something? Is that cool with you? Do you need my help with something instead? Because I don't need to, you know, wash my motorcycle right now. I'm actually only doing it because I've got a little bit of time and it's not something I'm like, yes, I needed to do this and I really want to do this. I'm just doing it to fucking kill time and keep myself occupied a little bit. And therefore, if there was something else going on or you need my assistance with something, then I'd rather be like, hey, do you need my help? Do you cool if I do this? That's that's all it is. What
1: a courteous young man, huh? Yeah. Young, no, courteous, <laughs> yes,
0: I think. You're young. Okay. You're
1: young at heart. But
0: yeah, so it's not like a, it's not like a permission thing. It's more just like... Pfft. There's nothing here that's pressing. That I actually really care about, so <laughs> you know, I don't have to do it. That type of thing.
1: So you two don't like authority. No. Um. This is kind of a segue. L- Lily like, knows yeah, where I'm, so I'm going with this.
0: You from Trinidad? Yeah. 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 <laughs> it's a Trinidadian the thing. F- <laughs> no.
1: Well, Lily knows where I'm going with this. There was a scenario where she was um, at a clinic, and. Everything was great. Like she got along really well with the owners of the clinic. Everything was cool. Um, there was another therapist that worked there that she became really good friends with. And then something happened. Something happened. And things didn't end so well. Do You want to give some detail on that?
2: Yeah, sure. Um, so I recently resigned, was let go. Who knows what happened? Um, no
1: one knows
0: what
2: happened? No one knows. You, it's a mess. Well,
0: you don't know what happened, <laughs> I don't know, so if we were to ask the other parties, would they know what happened?
2: I'm sure they would have a version of what happened.
0: is anyone's version similar? No, okay, let's hear your version. <laughs>
2: Um, so basically there were a lot of changes being made at the clinic. I loved it there because everybody left me alone to do my job. Um I was totally cool handling my own stuff, my own laundry, my own reception work, my own clients. Mm-hmm. Um but the changes that were being made were that of controlling me. Um Did
0: you find sorry to cut you off, because I'll forget I smoked too much weed, I got a bad memory. <laughs> did you did you find the changes to be helpful for the clinic helpful for you helpful for the owners or did you find them to just be completely stupid and unnecessary
2: i found them completely stupid and unnecessary i get it
0: now right (laughs) because when someone's introducing some sort of change and i can understand why how it might benefit you as a clinic owner you know, I I, I can empathize with that. I might not want to be a part of it, but I can get it. Or if it's something that's going to just better the whole clinic and everybody works better and everything happens easier and everyone makes more money, I can kind of get that. But when you're just introducing what feels like change for change sake, is that what happens? You mean?
2: I feel that way. I mean, before the changes, I thought the business was booming. I mean, all my clients were rebookings. We got a few new ones here and there, but I never really had to work about income
0: so the massage side from you was a moneymaker for them a moneymaker for you and everyone was happy yeah you so you thought anyway
1: and then so
0: what, what are these changes that happened
2: um they started implementing two meetings a week that were unpaid i mean i'm exhausted from work and then i gotta rush home and jump on zoom to talk about things that didn't make sense to me.
0: So you're an independent contractor, right? Yes. In other words, you're self-employed. You're your own business. It's a business-to-business relationship. You're not an employee. And so now they're asking you to participate in meetings that are happening outside of clinic hours, outside of your scheduled clinic hours, at least, because if you're at home on Zoom, then I assume so. Yeah. To talk about stuff that you probably don't even feel pertains to you.
1: No, it didn't. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> well, Just as an example One of the things that, meetings, eh? that was happening In the meetings was training on One of the systems that Lily already knew How to use so she was like Why the fuck am I here like, I know how to do this. For those who don't know how to do this, yes, absolutely, get trained. When you are in these meetings, because it's over Zoom, do they expect you to be on camera? Do they expect you to participate?
0: Or can you just have a black box and you just fucking go about your day, do whatever you're, you're doing, but you just have to be there with the volume up type of thing?
2: Oh, uh, no, you had to be on camera. You had to participate. That was a big comment that they had for me was that my body language was inappropriate i didn't look like i was interested because
0: well, i Cause wasn't interested <laughs> i
2: wasn't
1: so then this is the part that's surprising is i um, hate meetings that i know just you don't, hate
0: meetings but the, meetings that make sense fine meetings that just are for the sake of fucking meeting do not make sense to me unless this is turning into a social gathering and that's what we're doing this for but if we're just going to meet to recap shit that you know that i in other words If this can be handled in an email or a text message, there's no reason why, or anything else, there's no reason why that we're all getting together or one on one one with the
1: people that needed it. You know, as I said, one of the things was a training on something that Lily already knew how to do. Why is she involved in this training? Train the staff that need to be trained.
0: Right and why not pay you for this then as well? Like this doesn't well, make sense. Well, if it's
1: mandatory, yeah, that was uh, that was the other thing. What's, what's,
0: what's, she was showing up to these the, mandatory the things re- but not getting paid. What are the repercussions for? Because I mean, if I'm in a paid employee, and what are the
1: repercussions? She's sitting here without that <laughs> job anymore.
0: Well, they fired you because. Well, wait, time out though. You went to the meetings, so it's not like you didn't go to the meetings. It's I understand if I'm an employee and I'm getting paid to be at these meetings, then. It's it's mandatory for me to be there. The repercussions are I don't get paid for it. Um i in my review, they're gonna they're gonna write me up on these things in my review. So I get those repercussions for me being an employee. You being an independent contractor, what are the fucking repercussions here if you don't show up to a quote unquote mandatory meeting?
2: Uh it's a cold shoulder.
1: <laughs> Which is what ended up happening. So that's where I was going with um, you know, basically uh Lily And another therapist had become very good friends. And the other therapist was more vocal. Right, than you oh, were yeah. and basically brought up to the clinic owners like how bullshit this was, you know? Like it's you're we're not getting paid, we're being forced to do this twice a week. So
0: what was the response to from the clinic owners on this?
2: An even colder shoulder.
0: So there was no there was no explanation as to like why we're doing this. There was no there was no trying to convince you of this is a good thing that you're not down with what we're doing, so we're gonna just fucking make your work environment. Like difficult to be in?
2: Yeah, exactly. And the thing that was so confusing is that our team was always very open about everything, all new ideas. It was just a conversation. But for some reason, these changes were just so secretive.
0: Do you think that they were trying to get you guys to quit?
2: I don't think so.
0: And then the reason why I'm asking this is I know a guy who owns a clinic. He doesn't like controversy. He avoids it at all costs. And he doesn't want to have to go through the motions of firing somebody or letting them go. And he's told me this before. He's like, I make it uncomfortable for them to be at work. I make it so they don't even want to be at work and they will just leave on their own. And it saves me the hassle from having to try to get rid of them and fire them and or whatever the case is, let them go. Well,
1: they ended up letting you go. But the part that fucking blew my mind was when they let Lily go, the reasons stated all pertained to the behavior of Lily's friend, right? Not to anything that you had done. Like, tell me about that. Yeah. So, basically,
2: I I didn't formally resign. I just kind of asked the owners to have a meeting Um to talk about my feelings and I just I basically wanted to go over with them that like hey I'm not really happy I'm juggling the idea of maybe going off on my own maybe if we come to a compromise I could stay here but there was nothing set in stone Um that really really made me mad because I think they thought my friend would resign I think they knew she was half out the door but I think me wanting to leave was a, a huge shocker to them. Um But fast forward, after this conversation, they totally blocked me from the schedule. um Without warning, they called me in for a meeting and they basically lumped the two of us together and they kept referring to me as, you guys are doing this, you guys are pushing back. And I said, hey, like I came to your meetings. I did your accounting work. I did everything you asked me. I don't think it's fair to lump us
1: in together.
0: So they took this personally.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, even for a clinic owner to then start giving their therapist cold shoulder, like clear the fucking air. If the therapist did something that you're not happy with, okay, fine. Have a discussion. Like you said, it's a business-to-business relationship. There's going to be times where... The two of you disagree on things, and that's what negotiating's for. But to suddenly start giving their therapist the cold shoulder—that's why I asked. They took it
0: personal. That's why I asked. Was was this a move? Was this a a strategic move to make it uncomfortable so you guys can just be like, "I'm out of here." I'm 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 done and that way we don't have to have this conversation I don't have to abide by the contract that says I have to give you this many weeks of notice before termination and all the rest of it maybe they just want to avoid but it doesn't
1: sound like it based on the fact that when they got really pissed was when Lily said you know I want to have a meeting maybe I'm thinking of maybe going out on my own I'm not super happy but like let's like Lily wanted to negotiate and say I you know I don't like what's going on here but I also like this place like every discussion we had off mic she loved that job she loved that place Mm. so it wasn't that she was saying fuck you guys i'm out she was saying can we talk about it and then they started giving her the cold shoulder blocked her out and told her like you guys are resistant to our change get out
0: did they did they break your contract with that Did they abide by your contract in terms of the termination of the contract just out Um. of curiosity
2: so it's a little bit gray i'll tell you why okay. um so i've always had my separate mobile business on the side right. um They knew everything about it. I had spoken to them about business plans and you know just getting an older person's perspective on running a business mm-hmm. they're they're in my social media. they knew everything about it okay. um so what had happened was I kept everything super, super separate. I did not mix clients whatsoever. Um, however, one client who met me at this clinic, um, she only came to see me. She didn't see anybody else there. And she told me that she was moving east. So she would no longer be coming to the clinic. Um, I live in East Scarborough, so she moved quite close to me and she wanted to continue care with me. Mm -hmm. So I said, ah, okay, which In hindsight, was it the right decision? Was it a breach of contract? I'm not
1: sure at this point. Um, Remember, this is a human you're talking about, though, not a possession. You didn't solicit this person. This person said to you, I'm moving. I won't be coming here anymore. So them coming, like them seeing you through your mobile business because it made sense geographically, I can't see how that can be a breach of contract if you're not soliciting them. Anyway, carry on. Fair
2: enough. Um, so I did treat her. Um, I continued treatment with her. And uh, she left me a review on Google, which during this meeting, this shutout meeting, I guess the owners had done immense research on me and saw this review that was left by this client. And that is what they said um was how I breached contract. Um, they wouldn't give me like time to explain my side of things. Um, they used that breach of contract to not even pay me um, what I'm still owed. How
0: much um, you owed, curiosity? Uh
2: I don't know because they th- me out $600, okay, 700 that's, that's that's enough
0: though. It's not like they owe you 50 bucks. No. They owe you for like a, a, a day, a day and a half, maybe two days worth of work.
2: Yeah, exactly. Um, that's not cool. But yeah, and afterwards, I mean... The client gave me a cold shoulder. I can only assume maybe they called her. But after being let go or resigning or whatever, um, the client does not want any contact with me. So I'm
1: not sure what happened.
0: See, that scenario sucks because to me that means they're just talking shit about you at this point. I'm I'm just speculating.
1: I hope this is not scaring a bunch of people out there, but also maybe taking notes that it's... (sighs) Man, when you're dealing with people, that yeah, these things happen. Like it shouldn't happen as a clinic owner, as a an independent contractor. There's, it it doesn't have to get messy and personal. This didn't have to get messy and personal. There could have been discussion. Well, that's what I mean. I almost feel like.
0: Just from hearing this side of the story that, it, 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 and for me, it feels like they're just like, let's just, let's just create any scenario in which we can just get rid of people. Let's start fresh. Let's get some new faces in here, some new people in here. Bring about whatever changes that we want to bring about. That way there's no transition from former ways we used to do things to the new way. We don't have to deal with all the headaches of people trying to do stuff or opposing it. Let's just get rid of everybody. Yeah, maybe. And let's just start fresh. And part of getting rid of everybody starting fresh was, okay, let's start tagging on these mandatory meetings. And you know what, if they, if they go well, then great for us. And if they don't go well, we can tally that down in the column of you're being difficult. Okay. Now let's, let's talk about this other business thing that you have going on that we knew about the whole time. Well, now you're proving to be a little bit more difficult. Let's tally this down again in the column of you're being difficult. And then when you bring it up to them and expressing like, I'm not so happy here. Maybe I'm considering moving on. Well, now you're actually really difficult. I'm going to tally this down twice. And now this gets you to the point of, you know, don't bother coming back. That's what it feels like to me. But what do I know? i I've been up since two o'clock this morning. My my mind isn't great.
1: <laughs> Lots of wisdom for a guy who doesn't oh sleep.
0: <laughs> it's probably nothing the way I'm making it sound,
1: but I mean, other than that negative experience though, you really you really loved that place before that happened. So any um, you know, just to bring our spirits back up, because that really fucking sucks. Like I'm sorry that that's how that had to end, because I know you really liked that place. Any anger towards those folks? Um You no. seem so chill. Yeah. I'd be fucking pissed. <laughs>
0: For for a bit, and then she's I, and then also would, tired. I'd be pissed for a bit, and then it would turn to like. Then it would turn to like. I want to. I want to blow your clinic up, and then it. Then it would turn to. I don't care. It in this scenario, at least. The well, she's way. had
1: some time to sit with it. Yeah. Did you ever want to blow their clinic up? Well,
2: not, not blow really. it up. I mean. I'm just a like clean cut it. person. Just yeah. leave me alone. <laughs>
0: I don't know. I always feel like there's got to be some sort of vengeance. <laughs> maybe I maybe I've just watched way too many like superhero movies or something. Yeah,
1: maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Revenge <laughs> prior to this shitstorm. Um, do you have the I'm sure you have shit. stories from working there like dealing with clients or whatever cuz you had a lot of regulars. And, you know, after being in practice for, would you say, four and a half years, you've got to have some funny client stories. I need them. I need to hear them.
2: I don't know. I'm going to have to think about that one. <laughs> there were definitely some characters for sure.
0: I feel like that part of town has just a bunch of characters anyway. It does. That's I why like I'm saying there's
2: got to be some.
1: I feel like it's just <laughs> a
0: big, like, fucking, like, you know, really weird cartoon, <laughs> that part of town. I find that part of town, I'm not going to lie, I find that part of town a little bit depressing for me. I don't know what it is. I do know what it is. It's the older buildings. It's the older houses. It's the.
1: It's considered a very charming part of our city. So Mark I don't like it, the older, yeah, I don't the older buildings. I don't
0: find it charming at all. I don't enjoy. There's
1: a lot of one-way streets. I
0: don't enjoy one-way streets. They're very narrow. I don't enjoy <laughs> houses that are so tightly packed together that there's every a lot I, of everybody's parked on the streets. Right there's a lot of street permit parking. I can't stand that. To me, yeah. Like if 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 it's not downtown. And it's in sort of suburbia. I'd rather be feeling like it's full suburbia. Do you know what I mean? Where I don't have to worry about a parking spot ever. right? (laughs) And uh, anyway.
1: I grew up very close to there. So for me, that part of town is slightly nostalgic. Like it reminds me of my childhood and I like it. All of my closest cousins lived around there. So I spent so much of my childhood in that like older part of town with the older buildings. And (sighs) so there's a part of me that really, really loves it. So when Mark and I were first looking... To buy a home I wanted to start there oh, Because God, we could have gotten something Like well below our budget It would have been a fixer-upper But we could have gotten something Well below our budget No thank you And um, he, he wasn't even willing To entertain the no, idea man. For four minutes Like no, no not it's at all. not happening <laughs> And there's no There's no
0: fucking fast way to Like if I'm gonna move somewhere Where I don't have to where, where I Where I have to drive around It's not easy for me to commute and do stuff by walking Like when we lived at Midtown Toronto Young and Eglinton It was fine I went to work I drove I came home I drove But other than that Anything I did in the neighborhood Well one I had a motorcycle So it was just easy You just drive and Ride anywhere And park it on the <laughs> sidewalk But it doesn't matter But I we walked everywhere Yeah Right So if I'm gonna move somewhere Where I gotta drive everywhere I don't want it to be A fucking pain in the ass You can't go fast North, south, east, no, or west can't. Anywhere It takes you forever <laughs> To get out of that part of town And it would take you forever To get back into that part of town Like it just it's not fun. Some might
1: ask why you're always in such a rush.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I have some outside the clinic funny stories. Yes, um, let's do that. So being in that part of town, I mean, the clinic's in a little tiny plaza nestled be- beside some government housing. Mm-hmm. Um, so we had some some drug addict friends that were well known in the parking lot. And I mean, it was nice coming in and they yell, hey to you, and they continue taping the trees together. I mean, coming into work and seeing things like that was always
1: joyful for me, surprisingly. (laughs) Surprisingly joyful to see my drug addicts taping trees together in the parking lot. It happens. I get it. Like I said, I grew up not far from there. I grew up Across the street from like an actual, like, it was like a, a rooming house, but mostly filled with drug addicts and prostitutes. Yeah, other people do. We were fine. I just wasn't allowed to play outside uh, without my parents there. <laughs> That's, That's fair, right? <laughs> so what about crazy irate clients did you ever have anybody who was like super angry and like caused a scene in the clinic
2: oh uh, there was one she wasn't my direct client but uh i kn- i knew she saw a few of the other therapists um she was a lawyer so a very educated woman um but she had some emotional issues. I mean, sometimes she would storm in the clinic and demand treatment right away from a therapist on a day where she didn't have an appointment booked. And if you said, sorry, I'm with a client, she would kind of throw things around in the waiting area and
1: throw a temper tantrum. Stop it. <laughs> yeah, it happened a few times. People are weird, eh? <laughs> I Like, I don't even know how to respond to that. This is a professional woman throwing a temper tantrum because she doesn't get what she wants right now.
0: We have heard more... Stories about people that are highly educated, that have some sort of job where there's a where there's status involved in it, that act like this. We've heard had people like someone, uh, someone the, like they were treating someone who's like an English professor. That at, was at the a one that just came to mind, right? And who she was wrote just a this like fucking asshole. Yeah, she wrote right? this
1: crazy letter, like demanding um her money back or something, saying that this, this, and that happened, but that was and what happened. Do you think it comes with like these people thinking they're way more important? Like they don't think that they have to abide by the rules that the rest of us do? I don't know. It's
0: hard to say. I possibly. Where it's just like I get everything I want anyway so when I don't get what I want it, it becomes a it becomes a problem. Or... You just get fucking bullied all over the place <laughs> and you and you're taking it on the next person, right? What TV show or movie was I watching about was it How I Met Your Mother? Circle of Screaming. The circle of screaming. Can you explain the circle
1: of screaming, please? Circle of Screaming is Was it that, How I Met Your Mother? Yeah, the you know, the let's say the lawyer, since we're going with lawyer and it was a lawyer in the show. The lawyer gets the yelled at by his boss because his boss is getting yelled at by his boss because his boss is getting yelled at by Somebody. his wife or what and then anyway, the whole point was you have to let out the screaming on somebody else. Otherwise you're just taking it all in and not letting it out. So the theory was there has to be a circle of screaming. So he was trying to encourage this guy to take it out on somebody else and scream at somebody else and fire this other person. And he was saying, no, I'm not gonna do that. I'm gonna stop the circle. He's like, it's a bad idea.
0: Circle of screaming. Yeah, so maybe it's a a circle of screaming thing where when you have a job like that, you're just fucking answering to people all the time and blah, 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 and you're dealing with irate people and yada, 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 yada. And so you can't exercise yourself the way they did in your clinic space. So they express it in your clinic space. Cause you can't do that. All I can't, I can't be in my law office flinging shit around. So I'm going to do it in someone else's office and then call it a day.
1: You know, this is a lesson that has been coming up over and over and over again with my kids. So my oldest daughter has been getting, um, It's sort of picked on by this one particular kid that she used to be really good friends with. But I know the mother of this particular kid and he's getting tormented by this other kid. And so I keep not excusing his behavior. He shouldn't be doing what he's doing to my kid. But I keep reminding her he's unhappy. He's unhappy. He's getting bullied and he's taking it out on you. And you just have to, you know, don't get riled up. Don't let it, don't let it bother you. Let it roll off your shoulder. You have lots of friends who would never treat you like this and just keep your distance from him. He's doing this to you because he's hurt. My youngest daughter is fucking terrified of the Grinch, like scares the shit out of her. And like it's Christmas time. So you just happen to be driving somewhere and someone's got, you know, an inflated Grinch on their front lawn or whatever. She's so scared. And so I made her watch not the Jim Carrey version, because that's fucking terrifying, but I made her watch um, the animated one that came out about three years ago, because it's a little gentler and the Grinch in that one isn't as scary looking and just isn't as scary in general. And she actually really enjoyed it. But I kept pointing out to her, why is he being mean to people? Because this entire fucking community, these stupid little who's were assholes to him and drove him out of town, isolated him and so yeah, now he's fucking pissed and hates Christmas. He's being he's being a dick because they were dicks to him. Well,
0: every 2 seconds is a song about how much I'm fucking dick he is. Exactly. <laughs> I'd, he's I'd a mean a, one. I'd, I'd be angry too, man, if every 2 seconds I fucking heard a song that yep. said
1: I was a fucking ass. I saw a meme about that actually, but it's <laughs> it's true. I mean, it, this is a lesson. Like people who are like feel the need to treat people that way, You've got your own issues, man. Like, I don't, have, I don't have time to engage with you because if you're screaming at you're screaming you know at me though? because somebody was fucking screaming you at know
0: You know what else I find a lot of, though? People that are fucking like that, that are so ready to dish it out, they don't fucking take it too good. They don't take it too good. And I've seen this over and over and over again, where someone wants to fucking run their mouth about somebody else. And the minute, the minute something like that happens to them, you become a whiny little fucking baby. It's like, (laughs) if you can't take it, don't dish it out. You know what I mean? I don't know if I should get into this, but.
1: Unprofessional (laughs) or rants. Should I get into this?
0: Should I get into this? So I don't know how heavy you are into Facebook, right? There, there is, (laughs) apparently I missed a war on Facebook the other day. I don't know if you saw this war on Facebook. I only know there was a war on Facebook because someone tagged me in it, in a comment. So basically, and I didn't see much of anything because everything had been taken down. Apparently someone had posted a video you know trying to sell their course or whatever I know where you're you know going. you know this one okay <laughs> so someone posted a video trying to I, I didn't see much of this i only saw what someone tagged me in and apparently there was a little bit of profanity in that and i don't know what else there was there were comments the people in the comments were saying that it was sexual in nature which i i, I don't know if that was the case cuz i never really saw the video and someone tagged me in that said like it was was basically saying like i don't mean to play devil's advocate here but For whatever reason, it seems like Mark gets people to like him, but he's fucking rude and uses a lot of profanity on his podcast and no one calls him out on that. And I was like, one, that's bullshit. I get called out on that a lot. The only difference is I understand when I put content out, when we put content out, when anybody puts content out, you should expect... That there's going to be some blowback. That's just normal for putting yourself fucking out there. And if your response to getting blowback, whether it's about what you're saying or whether it's about you personally, it doesn't fucking matter. Because once you put yourself out there, you set yourself up for all of that. And you should know that, and therefore you can't act like a whiny little fucking kid when someone decides they want to criticize either you personally or whatever the content is of what you're saying. It that's just fucking normal. People do it all the fucking time. I mean,
1: so why put would a, let's you put a little asterisks that we wish it wasn't normal, but, we but it wish is that normal. you didn't have to expect to be attacked just for being visible, but. That is the reality. People are going to dislike a lot of what you do, and because we're all no, no, no. Screens, it's not even that. It's they even they that. can just say whatever when, the fuck when, they want.
0: When someone, when you're putting out content, and your content is purposely being put out for a shock value, don't fucking start crying when people get offended at your shock. That's it. It's like it's like if Howard Stern was to suddenly start going, oh, my God, everyone is fucking coming down on me for having lesbians in in the station when this is when it wasn't when it was very taboo to do so. Right. And we're talking about sex and all the rest of it. And he would and he would cry in a corner because someone called him out on it. He's doing it for shock value. This video was there for shock value. Right. At least from what I understand, the content of it. So if you're going to purposely do it for shock value, don't get surprised when you shock fucking people and they respond in a way that they're shocked. It's stupid to me. To me, it's just it's just a funny go. It's like if you can't if you can't take it, then don't don't bother doing it. Right. If you want to stay in your echo chamber, then keep it in your fucking echo chamber. Don't decide to put it out to the rest of the world and then start crying when when pieces of the world are saying, "Mm, I'm not into that. I don't like that. I think of this of this. I think of this of you. I think of blah, 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 blah. Right. Like, let's face it. That's the way it goes celebrities get this all the fucking time they put themselves out there it's not not everyone is criticizing the celebrity because we didn't like that song you wrote we didn't think your acting was great in this
1: it's a lot of you're a shitty person and we think you're a shitty person or we don't like you as a person or even worse all the superficial stuff what happened to her face there you look go look how fat this so person it's, got so,
0: so to hide behind or to, to, to be like
1: oh my gosh I can't I it's,
0: it's, it's, it's not right for me to get attacked attacked personally sure it's not right but let's not let's not be be fucking naive about it it's going to happen that's the way it goes right i don't freak out when someone attacks me personally or the content as a matter of fact i push back a little bit then i chuckle about it and then i go about the rest of my fucking day because it doesn't matter and it shouldn't matter and if you can't take the fucking heat stop trying to make fire
1: I thought you were gonna say stay out of the kitchen. No.
0: No, because someone's gonna say that's sexist, that I'm implying that women should be in the kitchen. I'm saying if you can't take the heat, don't make don't make campfires, right? There you go. But you know what I'm talking
2: about. Yeah. So can I give you a young I didn't read any, I didn't read any of, of it.
0: Yeah, please do. Because I didn't read any of this stuff. I, I'm just I'm just spitballing. I'm happy to say I'm just making shit up as I go and I'm gonna get attacked for it. And guess what? I don't fucking care because <laughs> I know when I'm putting this shit out like this, I'm going to get attacked for it by somebody and that's fine by me. Yeah. But yeah, let's hear the younger person's point. Okay.
2: Me. So like coming from someone who doesn't know the credentials of either party or right. really any information on either of them, um, but coming from a generation that enjoys memes, okay. I didn't take offense to the...
0: The content of... To
2: the content of the video because um, it was kind of like a frumpy woman and it said basic massage therapy or something something really basic. And then the second shot was she was like dolled up and, you know, more attractive. Okay. And it said massage therapy with an evidence-based approach. Okay. So to me, that's just a meme. Yeah. I didn't really take
1: offense to that yeah and so we, what did people we had, forget about? we had an idea about what it was and both of us did agree last night that like people are being probably overly sensitive about it because it's uh, people were criticizing it for being what overly sexual right yeah how is that sexual like it was no. supposed to be a joke you know like this is this is you on basic this is you with an evidence-informed approach like i i get where she was going with it that being said um of course, if you put content out there, people are
2: going to criticize you. That's a given. Do people have to be mean? No.
0: But, we, but, but, it's, but it's silly to expect people to not be mean. You've seen it. I've seen it. I've done it. Other people have done it. Maybe this person's even done it themselves. So why would you ever expect it not to come back to you that way? It's just weird to me. It's weird to me. It's weird. The whole thing is weird to me. But then everything, everything about what happens in 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 the world lately is weird to me. Like cancel culture is weird. Like, cause I'm old. Like, thank you for saying this. I'm old, <laughs> right? I'm born in this fucking mid seventies. I'm old, so I don't get any of this shit. I don't get any of this. Like everyone is hypersensitive. You can't say a fucking thing. Comedians get canceled. Like. Are you fucking kidding me? Your job is to push the edge, find the funny in fucking anything, because that's the way you're wired. You actually find the fucking funny in everything, and you go out there and you deliver that shit. But everyone is just so fucking sensitive. I don't understand. What the fuck happened? What the fuck happened? Tell me. I want to know. Well, stop looking at me.
2: I'm almost as old as you. Well, there's only two
0: people in this room besides (laughs) me. So what happened?
2: Why are you sensitive like this? I'm very, no, I don't agree with any of that. I don't, like, I don't voice my opinions in any of these massage groups on Facebook because I feel like everybody is just so angry about everything and I can't understand because i think i have the best job in the world i don't really have anything to be angry about you say this all the fucking time you're like, we're supposed to be fucking
1: pleasant people. But the that- thing is, we are. Um, there's a chiropractor that I follow on Instagram and uh, he's quite controversial and a lot of people dislike him. Controversial, how? Um, because he's very vocal about how he feels about certain things and like certain what? things that As are well. going on Just, in the world. Okay. And so anyway, he's, he's COVID, quite,
0: basic is what you're saying. There's,
1: yeah, a lot okay. of COVID okay. stuff. Okay. Okay. He's pretty controversial, but sure. he said it perfectly the other day. I saw one of his posts that. Most of us are like the three of us in this room. Most people who work in this profession are like Lily or myself or you, and we are happy and we do love what we do and we enjoy the community. Like you and I, you and I meet a lot of really fucking awesome therapists. Yes. But then if you live in the world of online, and you say this all the time too, if you live in the world of online, then you see a lot of the anger and frustration. But like when you meet people, they're not like that but these last two years we've so, lost so much connection with people that we live in this fucking negative online space that isn't real life like people aren't like this in real life the people I interact so you're full with of day shit to day when are you're, not like you're this. full
0: of shit when you're behind your phone and then is that what you're saying
1: uh, maybe yeah maybe that's what I'm saying oh well then <laughs> then do
0: that then come out and say I'm full of shit when I'm behind my phone so ignore half the things I say and
1: then I will <laughs> but, and, but the other thing too is there might be a handful of of people that really are angry or negative or however else we want to put it. And they're the people that are more likely to speak up. You know, as Lily just said, she doesn't speak up. Why? Because she doesn't buy into that shit. So those of us that are happy with our lives aren't doing it. So that means all you're seeing, it's like when you go on something like (sighs) TripAdvisor. read with caution like you get negative 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 negative, negative ne- because the people that are quick to write a review are the people that are pissed the people that have been happy and enjoying their trip maybe didn't think to go on Tripadvisor and write a review no
0: i'm too busy enjoying my fucking trip this is
1: the point <laughs> so half the shit we see online in any in any form whether it's on you know uh, a review on something or whether it's in facebook groups or whatever this is actually a very small percentage of the population and we just have to remember that. And this is why I take a lot of social media distance, you know, like I don't, I don't go down the rabbit hole with a lot of like threads and stuff. Cause I'm like, this is fucking stupid. Real people don't think like this.
0: I just don't get when, when did everybody become overly sensitive? I, I don't, like, it's, I feel like I just fell asleep one day and I woke up and suddenly everybody was different. Suddenly you can't say anything without offending somebody and God forbid you offend somebody. Well,
1: it's also because it's of the reach every single person has, right? Like social networking has given everybody that every Joe Schmo that would have never had a voice has now has a voice. They can, you know, make a video that says, this is what I just saw. You know, let's use the comedian. Let's use Dave Chappelle because he was canceled. Now he's making a comeback. So well, he fuck, really one person can decide I didn't like this, this, and this that Dave Chappelle said, put out a video, it goes viral, and then it hits a bunch of people who are like, well, wait a second, I don't fucking like that either. And those people likely didn't watch the entire special and likely have no idea what Dave Chappelle was saying, but they saw this one viral video and they're like, yeah, this guy's a fucking asshole, let's cancel him.
0: This is why I love Dave Chappelle. Because Dave Chappelle will just do whatever the hell he wants to because he feels that's what he needs to do or he feels it's the right thing to do. And then he comes out right off the top. And he says it like this, I'm rich and I'm famous. So I don't give a fuck. In other words, no matter what you little fucking people think you want to do, think you want to say, go ahead and do it. I don't give a fuck because it ain't going to change my life one fucking bit. And when you roll into it like that, that's when it's magical. It's when you roll into it timid. Ooh, they're going to cancel me. Ooh, there's going to be negative shit. Ooh, I'm going to get blowback. Uh Uh-uh. You roll into it with fucking balls bigger than life and just go with it and do what you want to do. And chances are things will work out fine.
1: What do you think of that? I agree.
2: I'm a huge Dave Chappelle fan. I just bought a t-shirt with his face on it.
0: (laughs) Seriously. I think that's the way to do it because there are so many people that will just rally behind what you do and enjoy what you do. Then it doesn't fucking matter what a small group of people have to say. Rally. Fucking say anything you want. Do whatever you want. Protest. Say shit. I don't care. Post a bunch of nonsense. It doesn't matter because it's not going to stop me from doing what I'm doing. And what I'm doing is great stuff. So I'm just going to keep going. I love when he comes out and says, I'm fucking rich and I'm famous. I'm going to fucking do what I say, what I want to say, motherfucker. (laughs) I don't fucking care. It's great to me. I love seeing that. I love seeing that. Love it. But society is so weird on who they decide to cancel and not cancel. It it blows my fucking mind. I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to lie one bit. How does a guy like 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 Mel Gibson still have a fucking career? how is that possible like like there's so many so many places they you end up being just so forgiving so then who the fuck cares just go with do what you want to do anyway fucking robert Downey Jr. is the perfect example like the guy is a he's a former drug addict that was fucking in jail and now he's like fucking riding high everybody, do you see what I'm everybody saying?
1: loves a comeback story exactly mm-hmm. so but
0: it's just it, blo- it blows my mind if anyone else anyway but i sorry i'm, I'm going off now <laughs> I just realized I'm fucking yelling. I'm yelling into two people that are just like, dude, shut up. And my mic is just getting all wet, wet with my spit.
1: Uh, see, we never know where shit's gonna go. We came in here hoping to get This some, is still unprofessional yes, hour. A, well, it's all unprofessional. But still. I, I, think I, our, I think our entire podcast has become one long unprofessional hour though, so I think that's why we don't dedicate so many episodes strictly no, to this. Yeah, because it
0: always goes down a path. Like yeah, we just,
1: we just talk the way we talk and, you know, some people fucking hate it and some people love it and and um, to those of you that love it, we're doing it for you. I just
0: don't get why people just... If something doesn't sit right with you, like, who cares? Like, wh- why does it have to eat at you so hard? Why? Why does it have to eat let at you so hard? explain it
1: to you the way I explain it to our kids. Please do. If Did they understand it? Yes, because <laughs> I'm going to feel
0: horrible if they got it. Yes, and I didn't, they get I it.
1: You don't need to let things bother you when you realize exactly what you just said. You do get it. The people who are critical of you, the people who... like they don't fucking matter, right? And the people who are overly critical, they're critical because they're unhappy with something else in their life. Their shit is not going so well, so they have time to focus on your shit. If their life was going the way they intended it to be, if their practice was so busy, you know, whatever it is, they don't have time to watch what you're doing. They're doing what they're doing and they're doing it well and they're happy and they've got their community of people. The people who feel the need to watch other people from the outside and make fun of them online or whatever it is, They don't got a lot going on for them. And so the rest of the people who are putting out content, they're getting destroyed. Just fucking let it roll off your back. It doesn't matter. Their opinion doesn't matter. I want to quote Dr. Seuss like so bad right now. (laughs) What's the Dr. Seuss quote? Those who matter don't mind. Those who mind don't matter.
0: uh, uh, how little I know. That's, if it's not green eggs and ham, I'm like, I don't know what the fuck.: that yeah, is. Mark's the
1: King <laughs> of green eggs and Ham.: I don't know what that is. Our kids love when he reads that. I book feel, He I does feel, all the voices. Yeah, like I give everyone: a voice. It's fucking fun.: I,
0: I just don't get it. It just it makes me laugh. It makes me laugh. Keep, keep it up, people. I'm laughing as I drive by you standing at the bus stop.: <laughs> That's what it is. I'll, I'll laugh while you sit there all angry, standing at the bus stop as I drive by. Watch me ro- watch me roll right by.
1: Lily's just like quietly laughing <laughs> in the corner.
0: It bothers me because I know there's some, I know that there's people that get on the receiving end of it and they're not ducks like us where it just rolls off our back and it, and it sticks to them a little bit. And I just want to be like, just fucking don't let it stick to you. These, no one that says anything like this matters at all. On all sides of it. hopefully they'll get to On that. all sides of it. Whoever made the video, whatever those comments were, don't matter. They shouldn't matter to you. Who the fuck cares? And therefore, whatever comments you're making back to them, whoever's on the receiving end of it, fuck it. Who cares? Someone's going to say some shit. Fuck it. Who the fuck cares? Everyone needs bigger balls.
1: I already told you, balls are not the way to go.
0: Everyone needs uh, the bigger vaginas. <laughs> <laughs> Is that what you meant?
1: Yeah man if we're going to talk about who's tough like You're fuck tough, we man. make humans You guys are tougher. You guys are tougher
0: by far. Tougher by far man. I was there for the, for my two children. Did you look? I He delivered. I, I delivered.
2: Oh you should see a little I was no I was <laughs> there.
0: <laughs> I was there the first one Amanda's left left foot was up on my chest with her knee flexed her hip flexed just pushing and i'm sitting their hands ready to catch a baby and i realize this motherfucker ain't coming out for another two fucking hours so i sat there in this position watching top of the baby's head and then it's gone must have been top really hard for you it, it was it wasn't hard for me. <laughs> it was i'm not saying it was hard for me
1: i just remember in that moment like thinking thinking, it was going to be like the TV shows or the movies where, like, when it's time to push, like, you know, you push a couple times, there comes a baby. No. <laughs> Apparently, that's not how it goes. Let's not talk about this because uh, are great, we don't want to <laughs> scare anybody in this room who might have a baby sometimes. So no, man. That's,
0: it's, it's, it's honestly the coolest thing I've ever seen in my life. The coolest thing I've ever seen in my life. And it's funny because you all will never see it the way I saw it. That's
1: not true. I did. I was a doula at a birth. I got to see it the way you saw it. I just mean like,
0: it's, it's so funny to me because like I got to see it, see it, see it and it's you guys that are having the kids, but I got to see it. It's just a weird go to me. It's like, it's like imagine I make this awesome piece of art and I never get to really appreciate it, right? <laughs> Everyone sees it from, from the best point of view, from the best seat in the house, and I'm the one delivering the fucking performance and I can't even grasp it the same way someone else is receiving it. It's trippy as hell to me.
1: Wild. Well, I am going to have to start treating soon, so I want to ask Lily, Lily a couple sorry, more sorry, questions sorry. before we go. Before no, I, I, I like your rants. Let's, let's keep those. <laughs> um, we always ask people if tomorrow, I mean, actually today, today is Tuesday and the Lotto Max jackpot tonight is $55 million. Let's say Lotto? you have a ticket. Let's I, just say. I don't
2: know how to. <gasps> that's awesome. Mark doesn't know how to either. And I always get carded. So that's
1: embarrassing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you definitely don't me. even look 18. <laughs>
0: I don't know how to either. I, that's why I don't. I, I, I had to call her up one day. I'm like, what, what do I ask? The, what do I ask the
1: person behind the I corner? asked him to pick up lottery tickets. Like, I, don't to, I don't know what to ask for. Every so often I get a feeling like this is, the, I should buy a lottery ticket. I have no idea. I just go with it. Like I'm not somebody who plays regularly. But anyway, I know the jackpot tonight is 55 million because I saw a sign. If you won $55 million, what are you doing? Oh, I think about this
2: a lot actually. Uh for someone, doesn't for someone who doesn't play the lottery.
1: It's <laughs> <laughs> oh, <that's> hilarious.
2: <laughs> In case I find the lottery ticket on the ground. Um my first thing would be like to donate a bunch of it. Um I used to do a lot of volunteer work with the Toronto Wildlife Center, so I call I carried them like very near to my heart. I would give them a ton of money. I mm. care about animals so much. I just give them
1: half of it, probably. Do you have pets? Oh So many. So many? What so kind many. of pets do you have? You um, seem like weird? You,
0: you, seem, you seem like you have weird pets. You seem like you have There's like, like an oh, iguana. Reptiles. I was going to say, yeah. yeah. There's, there's stuff <laughs> yes, with, there is. There's stuff with scales. Okay,
1: <laughs> Okay. what pets do you have? Um.
2: So I have a cat. I have a bunch of morning geckos. I have <laughs> five toads, three newts, and an axolotl. I don't even, I don't know, even what I know what that, that is. is. <laughs> She's a giant Mexican salamander see it's oh, all it's all, all
0: reptiles <laughs> I love it. cat's probably like, "What the fuck is this? What's going on here animals what, what gets you into reptiles
2: um I was always very introverted, so animals and books were my best friends growing up. Huh. I just prefer them over people. Is your partner as into animal animals as you um not initially. He grew up with nothing. Um, he tolerates my creepy crawlies. My cat now that I have, she was actually a stray. And I get a call from him one day. You stole and he's,
0: cat, eh? he's very like <laughs>
2: frantic, no context. He's just like, um, how do I pick up a cat? And I was like, You've seen me do it a million times. I get home, there's a kitten in my house. You just picked (sighs) her up off the street. Oh my goodness.
1: So so. you've rubbed off you've rubbed off on him. I'm sure. He stole a cat.
2: Maybe. (laughs) (laughs) She's mine now. (laughs) She's mine. Someone's
1: cat that was roaming the neighborhood. He's like,
0: (laughs) I'll just pick this one up and take it home.
1: (laughs) That's awesome. I totally saw you as like a animal person actually. I mean, we know each other, but we don't really know each other. <laughs> I don't, I can't
0: get into animals. I can't. I don't know. I something about animals. I can watch shows about animals like crazy. Like I'll watch a dog whisperer all day long, right? As a matter of fact, I think I used to watch it. Like, you did, yeah. Like nonstop, right? Because I used to love watching this dude fucking, you know, help train dogs. But I, I me and animals, I, there's a, it's like a, there's like a gut feeling that comes with it that's like an instant... Uh, like scared, kind of apprehensive. It's, it's,
1: it's, it's it's genetic. And and we're both that way and our kids are that way. Yeah. Yeah. Like we have both been like relatively uncomfortable around animals. Like sure. I've got certain family members and friends who have dogs and, you know, I, tolerate their animals like i but i'm not the one that comes in and is like oh come here but like i'm like hi and then you know i I put them on the head and i'm like okay
0: i don't even pet an animal at all and our our kids are afraid of animals we have a stare down me and animals like i never win i
1: feel responsible for this because our kids are like they're way more afraid than like i wouldn't say like i'm afraid where i'm like "Ah, like get away from me but i'm like i feel more comfortable if there's not animals around. And I know there's some people that are going to listen to this and be like, you fucking heartless bitch. <laughs>
0: but I almost feel like it's either in you or it isn't. I'm not going to lie. It's something that attracts you there. It doesn't attract you there. Yeah. It's the same way, man. It's like if someone, if someone creeps up behind you, are you the type of person that would be like, oh, scared? Or are you the type of person that'll turn around with a fist ready to hit someone? I feel like that's just like a genetic thing, right? Yeah, that's... Where someone creeps up behind you. Are you the person to run away and hit the floor? Or are you the person that'll turn around and swing your fist without even thinking twice? I I feel like a lot of that's just an innate type of thing.
1: Fight or flight. What do I know? (laughs) (laughs) So if you won the lottery, you donate a bunch, you love this job. Would you still do it in any capacity or are you walking away?
2: Oh, I would still do it 100%. I'd be so bored without without doing anything. Really? Yeah. You'd have a lot of
1: money
0: to go do anything you want.
2: I mean, I'd travel a bit more and maybe upgrade my townhouse to a, a real grown-up house. Um, townhouse is a real grown-up <laughs> house.
0: <laughs> you know what? That's the one thing I probably don't think I would do is is buy a crazy house. I think I would just kind of live kind of humble, like how I live now, very similar, but just. Comfortable, where right? I don't have to really pay for anything, but I would blow my money on all this other weird shit. Uh, I need.
1: I don't more think it would be real for Animals.
0: Oh, no, that's true. <laughs> you'd, you'd 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 buy a zoo. You
1: would at least you Mark would at least buy a place big enough where you could like go back to collecting old bikes and tearing them apart. So we would have probably a garage as big as our home,
0: possibly. Or uh, as as I said before, I would I would create the same humble home in many different parts of the world, right? So I'll take my same you know modest little three bedroom house type of thing. And I'll have one in Mexico and I'll have one here and I'll have one in Trinidad and I'll have another one here. And then I will design it into your design so it looks the exact same. So it always feels like So it always I'm feels like I'm at home no matter where I am. Yeah. It's like I'm home, right? This is my house. This is my living room. This is what my kitchen looks like. This is what my bathroom looks like. I wouldn't even be var- I'm a boring guy. That's, that's You have the realized. ability to
1: have such influence on people though. I used to like laugh at him when he said that and now I'm like that would actually be kind of nice, you know? I wake up in a different place but I'm like I'm at home. <laughs> yeah, it's just it's just
0: all <laughs> familiar and comfortable all the time. No no difference, no change. Same so what dishes. If we get confused? Same dishes even.
1: <laughs> same dishes. Same dishes, yeah. <laughs> anyway, any other questions for? For Lily before we wrap it up. I
0: feel bad that I just all I did was go and rant. Maybe I should get some more sleep. <laughs> Maybe.
1: I love the rant. <laughs> she seemed to be okay with it. Yeah. Um for any new therapists that are listening, since I know it's the new people that like to hear these because it's real life discussions about what actually happens when you get out into the field, is there anything that you would say either that you wish you had known or you wish someone had told you, any piece of advice you have for you know the 23-year-old Lily who <laughs> didn't, didn't know what to say to the physio looking down her shirt? Um, read your contracts,
2: negotiate. Negotiate, negotiate, Mm. and put away money for taxes. Oh, yeah.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Everyone's always always read read the contracts, read the contracts. I agree with you, read the contracts. But at the end of the day, like, because everyone feel, I feel like a lot of people feel they're bound by a contract. Like, at the end of the day, if I really just didn't want to be here anymore, guess what? I just ain't going to show up. <laughs> do you know what I mean? like if you're going to get rid of me at some point, it's not like, "Oh, I have to go in because my contract says so, and I have to do Monday, Wednesday, Friday because my contract says, so guess what? If they don't want to change it and I want to change it, and they're telling me that I can't change it. Man, I ain't coming in this week. (laughs) And then next week, I ain't coming in. And guess what they're going to say? Just don't come in anymore. And then they're happy, I'm happy. So I'm not really bound by that contract at this point at all if I just kind of stop showing up. It sounds so horrible, but it's true. Because I've had people say this to me. Like, I feel like I'm really just stuck into my contract. I'm like, just fucking don't show up, man. (laughs) You might might ruin your reputation with this one person, but there's an easy way out of your contract. They'll let you go anyway i think i liked
1: lily's advice for the new grads better than yours just don't show (laughs) don't listen to me you know he has been up since 2 a.m guys just take take what he says today with a grain of salt i feel horrible (laughs) horrible. don't feel horrible it's it's all good um so i i think we're good i've i've got a treat now but lily anything any last words before we wrap up no <laughs> I love it. It's a strong silent type. Well, know. thank you for coming back again this week, even though I know you're exhausted as well.
0: Right on. You guys have been listening to two massage therapists in a microphone. I'm sorry for the rant, Priest.